Yo, what's good? It's your boy Jody Diamond, G2 Podcast, streaming on That's Your Man Podcast. Yeah, that's my man, LL Cool J. Mama said, knock you out. And it's appropriate for this um, particular show. So, I have a few shows that I'm going to do in reference to the question that I've been asked. Um, the first question was, what made you start in the bouncing business? So, I answered that one. That podcast show was out. Uh, the second question, follow-up question I get pretty frequently is, what's the worst fight you ever been in? So, I'm going to give you a couple. So, this is, I think out of all the fights, probably the worst one. And not so much because, not any gunplay or nothing or, 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 or knife play or no shit like that. But it was because it was the first time all hell broke loose. And... It's kind of like, I would say, that's a bouncer's biggest fear is when all, in a big club is when all hell breaks loose. So, let me set it up for you. So, this is 96. I'm working in Lang City at the Wonder Garden, running the security. And we get tasked for doing an after party for the Riddick Bow andrew Gugliata fight. Right? So, this is their rematch, as a matter of fact. And who's who's putting the party on a promoter is a DC dude, right? And he wants to do it in AC because I think the fight was in New York. I think in Madison Square Garden, if I'm not mistaken. So he wanted to do uh, the party in AC because it was you know it's a closer trip from from New York. Uh, at first, Artie was like, no, 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 no. So. I have to assume I'm not I'm not going to act like I was in the room when he was negotiating the contract because I was not. But I know Artie. If it's something where he feel like it's too volatile and it's not economically worth it, he's not going to do it. If it's to the point where it's economically worth it, he will put up with the validity. And he said yes. Eventually, he said yes to this shit. He, he calls me. He tells me about it. So right off the bat, I'm like. Are you sure that's a good idea? Because we all know, he and I, and everybody else, Landing City motherfuckers don't merge well with other motherfuckers. Like, if you from out of town and you coming in and you chilling on some humbug shit, that's one thing. Not collectively. So he's like, no, 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 no. What we're going to do is we're not going to promote the party. He bringing down 200 people from D.C. Right there. I knew that was going to be an issue. So... He's selling the promoter, selling the tickets down D.C. to his D.C. peoples. And he already sold out to like 300. Now, what you don't know, and anybody who's in the business will tell you, if it's something that's popping and, and now you can't get no tickets and all of that, fuck it. I'm just going to hop down. Hop, I'm going to just ride down. I'm going to just go. We're going to pay at the door. We're going to try and pay at the door. So... I knew it was a bad idea. Already knew it was a bad idea. But I guess the dude was throwing so much money that he he had, he couldn't pass it up. Now, at this point, if you know anything about DC niggas, in the 90s, in the early to mid-90s, these niggas was getting cake. Like, they was getting serious cake. Not bullshit cake. Serious cake. These niggas had direct connects and was getting money. Like, serious money. So, um... 
All these motherfuckers came down, and the game plan was we were we was not going to advertise it in the Lang City. Like we wasn't going to tell them that we have enough and all that. But we're we're in local club. We're on Kentucky and Arctic Avenue. Anybody know anything about Lang City? That's right across. That's right behind VAC Courts, right down the street, right behind it, and right ahead of Back Maryland. And Stanley Holmes is over to the. If you're standing in front of it with your back to it, to the right. Like it ain't it ain't shit for the word to get out, especially on a fucking weekend night on a fight night. Now, fight nights used to be big shit in in Lang City. So even if it was in New York, Lang City, Vegas, if it was a big ticket fight, motherfuckers was trying to go out. Well, you know you couldn't really watch it in the club, but motherfuckers was trying to be out, right? So, lo and behold, the DC motherfuckers start showing up, and I mean. Mercedes, BMWs, Jags, you know, the hot shit, like Land Cruisers, back then Land Cruisers was the shit, you know, motherfuckers was pulling up and stepping the fuck out, like, you can tell when motherfuckers got real money and niggas got, like, they, you posing like you got some money, now, now I'm not gonna say posing, but, you know what I'm saying, it, it just, it, it moved different, it moved real different, like, when you got, I don't give a fuck paper, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was like that. Like these motherfuckers had it to burn. Like they was about that. So they was coming in. So we got, um, I think we had maybe 400 or 500 DC motherfuckers at the end of the day. So we looked like we were pretty packed. I'm not even fronting you. So once motherfuckers start walking past the club and, and seeing all these cars out front and all these fly motherfuckers going in. Now the word go out on the block. I think within an hour, we might have had like a hundred to 150 Atlantic City motherfuckers trying to get in. I was like, ah, shit. So now the attire different. I mean, niggas like, you know, Atlantic City on their jeans, they Timberlands, they sneaks, you know what I'm saying? They fucking, they hoodies. And it's, it's a totally different fucking vibe with the, with the garment, just with the, with the gear. So it's just oh it was fucking crazy. So the one thing I can say is thank God we didn't get like five hundred Lang City motherfuckers like Lang City Pleasantville Ventnor uh, you know Margate all just like just thank God we didn't get like it wasn't five six seven hundred Lang City motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like we normally get like normally we get a packed house it could be like a thousand motherfuckers in there. So we did like two hundred. It was like two maybe a little more than two at the end of it all. But the first. 150 came through strong and fast, like real quick. So Artie, at first he was like, nah, I don't let him in, yada, yada, yada. So the promoter like, let him in. Fuck that. We play we, we play with everybody. We don't have no problems. We try to spend money and drink, have a good time, yada, yada, yada. Artie let these motherfuckers in. So I'm going to put it to you like this. I saw how the shit. I saw how the shit went down initially. I know how it started. Uh, mind you, the DC motherfuckers was already lit. Like I think they bought out most of the shit. Uh, motherfuckers had. I mean, it was tables with three and four bottles of Moet on the table. Like they couldn't drink the shit fast enough. But they pre, you know, they pre-ordered their shit and they just came and got all the liquor. I think Artie sent the bar back to. Um, one of the liquor stores to go get more liquor. Like we ran out of bottles of a certain shit. 
Um, but it was bottles all over the place, like all over the place, which was bad. And after this party, we kind of stopped it. So and I'll tell y'all why. So I'm leading up into that shit. So mind you, there's all these bottles on everybody's table because everybody wanted to see who balling out the hardest. Like that's how it was back then. Everybody wanted to be like, man, no, I got like, I got like eight bottles on the table with me and my my squad. Like, yeah, you know, it was just it was crazy. So um, mind you, they lit like everybody lit from DC. They everybody lit. They on. They they good. Lancy trying to catch up. So niggas is walking around with Corona bottles <laughs> where niggas got big ass Moet bottles. So, and like I said, the, the attire, the gear, the clothing was different. Like the fit was different. Like niggas was on some grimy New York looking type dirty shit. And these niggas was on some smooth pimp shit. Like for real. So, you know, niggas was trying to holler at the DC chicks. DC chicks was laughing at them, trying, trying to hear the shit. They was clowning AC niggas. AC niggas was getting mad. Some AC dude smushed some DC chick, and and we got into the middle of them and broke the shit up. And all I'm gonna tell y'all, so to this day, anybody who knows me who's gonna listen to this story now will, will understand why I don't let anybody do that arm around your shoulder, send me shit. So. And you and people be like, why you don't? He just trying to talk to you. Nah, you don't have to put your arm around me and, and around my neck and around my shoulder to talk to me. First of all, you trying to sum me like. And if you don't know what that means, that means you trying to be like authority, have authority over top of me. You know what I'm saying? So um, only OGs can do shit like that, or motherfuckers who can do that can do that. Like you don't never let nobody sun you. And number two. This is the reason why I don't do it. So I watch these dudes. Like I said, we broke it up. The promoter, the whole, the whole, the dude of the whole shit. He's the most unassuming looking motherfucker. Black dude, skinny, light skin. I remember the dude like this yesterday. He had these shades on. And I remember just the fact that he had shades on that night was kind of weird to me. He was the, the dude promoting the job. And he had waves in his head, like he and he was silky, real slim dude. But he wasn't. You wouldn't look at him and be like, yo, he tear shit up. But he was like, yo, yo. He was like, no, 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 no. So he he got down this DC people. He's and now that I'm looking back on it, you know, because we kind of replayed this shit in the head after the night was over with. He said something to his DC people. We thinking he calming them down because he got an investment in this shit. I don't know what the fuck he told these niggas, but it was something other than calm down. It was probably like, hold on for a second. He walked over to the Lang City niggas, grabbed the dude who pushed the, who mugged the girl, put his arm around the dude's shoulder, and was walking away with the ball. Gave the boy his Moet bottle, right? The boy take the Moet bottle. He put down his beer, take the Moet bottle. They talking. He in his ear like, yeah. yeah nah, nah. It's kind of like how you know a nigga be like, yeah, man, we can get this money. Nah, 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 nah. And he's walking the dude toward the D.C. dudes, right? Away from the Lang City niggas. And I'm like, okay. And before I turn around to go walk back toward the bar, this nigga, he, like I'm saying, he's sunning him. He got his arm around him. He taller than the dude. He hooked him and he molly whopped him in his fucking head like four times real quick. Wop, 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 wop. And before he could like, he couldn't make no move, he threw him toward his DC boys and they began to stomping the shit out this nigga. So before his people could even react, DC niggas was like moving on anybody who wasn't from DC. Like it was just crazy. So I saw chicks running around. 
hitting dudes in the back of the head with Moab bottles. I seen chicks jumping on dudes. I saw dudes from Lang City punching chicks because they was just rocking out. So I got 10 bouncers. It's 10 bouncers. We trying to split ourselves. And every time I look up and I look around, it's another fight breaking out. And it's like a bouncer trying to go break it up. So I take a minute and I stop. And I just look because I couldn't I couldn't keep moving every time I saw a fight break off of somebody else. I'm looking. And when I tell y'all no shit, hand or whoever, the whole nightclub was fighting. Like literally the whole fucking night, like 900 people was fighting. I was like, what the? So now I'm hearing bouncers like, die, man, yo, help me out. So now I got to. I got to go run. First, I go try and find where Black at. I make sure he cool. He, I pull him out or wherever he's at. And me and him take care of that shit. So I pull him out. So then we go get my boy Pasquale. This Puerto Rican boy just bounce. But we pull him out. And then we go get the rest of the bouncers. I think BK was there with me too. I go grab. We go grab BK. So now we trying to do retrieval. We getting all the bouncers out of their shit. So they don't get beat the fuck up. Get beat down. We pull all the bouncers out. Then we had two Puerto Rican girls. Two sisters. Uh, Ice, Iris, and... I want to say Barbara. They were the servers. We grabbed both of them. I tell them, put them behind the bar. The bartenders was already behind the bar. Donna, Yadi, and and Terry. They were already behind the bar. We get Artie. We put him up in the DJ booth. And I line all the security guys in front of the bar. And we just let them fight. Like, we let them motherfuckers rock out and fight. And the whole nightclub was fighting. I wish I had a camera to just take a video of that shit. It was the craziest, scariest, wildest, intense shit I ever seen in my life. So, Artie had already put the call in for the cops. We stopped the music. We telling the DJ to tell everybody, yo, y'all gotta get out. Y'all gotta get out. The cops is coming. The cops is coming. I'm looking up toward the door. Mind you, ain't nobody leaving. I'm looking up toward the door. I got one dude on the door. He come running back. And he says, there's a million cop cars out here. They coming in. They coming in hot. So he runs in. I, we push him back by. So I walk to the hallway. And as I'm in the hallway and I'm walking halfway up, I hear the dogs. I was like, oh, shit. So I run back. And I run back to the top. And this, this shit got real, real crazy. So... The cop comes in and he got a dog with him. He look at me and he see we got the security shit on. He's like, you security? I was like, yeah. He's like, tell everybody, stay the fuck back. And he go, he turns back around. He, mind you, he got the dog. He goes back down the hallway. I guess he gets some more reinforcements. A Lang City boy was walking toward the, the hallway. He had just got through fighting some DC dudes. He's walking toward the hallway. The cop come in. The cop... I guess he turned around, he see the cop, but he don't he don't think it's a cop. He think it's one of the DC boys. He haul off and hit the cop. So we yelling like, no, he hit the cop. Boom. The dog j- jump on him. Three, four cops. As soon as he hit the cop, he's like, yo, my, before he can say my bad, that them other cops was on his ass with them belly stick, belly colors beating the shit out of him. Do, 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 do. Where he's like, oh, shit. They let the dog loose. The dog bit on some chick. He bit all up on her thigh. She yelling and screaming. They fucking um, Mason motherfuckers. Um, they just came in, sticks drawn, dogs going. Fucking, it was crazy. They beat the fuck out of whoever was fighting, whoever got into their way. Girls, dude, they ain't give a fuck. ACPD was beating the shit out of them niggas. I was like, God damn. 
that was the craziest fight and the scariest fight just because you just didn't know. Like, we stopped before the cops got there. So, before the cops got there, these dudes was fighting this big dude. And I think it was one of the D.C. guys and a couple of Lang City guys got him close by the bar, separated from the from the D.C. crowd. And they was jumping the shit. Like, he was doing good for a minute, but then they was jumping the shit out of him. They finally got him down. And you know how niggas do? They kick you all in the head. And this motherfucker wasn't, he wasn't moving. He was unresponsive. And one dude picked up a chair and was about to hit this nigga in the head. So, me and Black and BK ran over there and we like we grabbed the chair. I grabbed the chair. BK grabbed the dude and Black was pulling the dude and we was like, all right, man, listen, man, he had enough. Like, that's enough. Y'all gonna kill the man in here. Like, he ain't had enough. And the dude was like, fuck that shit. Like, he was just going ape shit. Like, the look in motherfuckers' eyes was like murder, death, kill type shit. Like, it was crazy, son. So, that was just the wildest. That was the wildest thing. That was probably the wildest fight that I that I ever witnessed just because of the sheer number and the volume of people fighting. Like it was just, everybody was fighting. Um, yeah, that's the Riddick Bowe and Andrew Gugliotta fight in 96. That's their rematch, their rematch fight. Uh, it was absolutely crazy and bananas. So if you want to ask anybody from Alang city or anybody from DC for that matter, who remembers the Andrew Gugliotta and Riddick Bow fight from 96 and they came down Lang City. Ask them about that shit. They'll tell you about it. It'll be a good story. You sit down and listen to them. Talk about it. So that's one story that I have. And uh, let's see. I might tell you guys. Let me see what. I might do a, a number two and talk about another fight. Yeah, matter of fact, I will. So I'm going to stop this joint for you guys. I'm going to talk about another fight. It's... Uh, it's pretty good. It's also in 96. Um, so let me set that joint up and I'll have that ready for you guys. Like I said, appreciate you guys. Much love. Shout out to Germany. Keep fucking with us. We're going to keep doing the damn thing. Holla at you, man.